1: And the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers.
0: It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods.
1: New episodes every other Monday.
0: guy named Manuel, Alfred junior high, he said two words to me in three years of junior high. Hello and welcome back to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves, mind, body, and soul, with 99 Sandy Saudi minutes of uh, (laughs) bed bleeding chief salesboy Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots.
1: And I'm your friendly Danish consulate member. I am Luke Patrick. What's up, Sam?
0: Hey, Luke. Uh, this week we watched 2016's A Hologram for the King.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did at a breezy, breezy 90 minutes this one.
0: Oh yeah, you love to hear that. Um, But but Luke, I'm very curious, how was your watch this week?
1: Man, this was, this was the vanilla wafers of watches for me, if I'm honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Sat down in the late afternoon after finishing up some work, plopped this thing on. 90 minutes later, I was out, and multiple times, other people in my house would wander by and say, Hey, how's the movie? And I realized I have no way to describe this flick to them. So every time, I would just kind of sit there and go, Uh, you know, uh-huh. it's 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 a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not that yeah. I had trouble describing how I felt about it. It's just trying to describe what happens in this movie is very difficult so i'm not looking forward to the plot this week
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's different yep. that's for sure
1: it's it's a weird it's a weird weird fish that we didn't pulled out the lake um but my watch was was chill as all hell sam it was yeah. easy breezy branded makeup company um so no no troubles there how about you my friend
0: i watched it luke how about the plot <laughs>
1: setting a tone early on this one huh Uh uh-huh okay well the part i was most worried about so the plot i'm not going to do this in 3 x structure i think we're just going to kind of talk about it and then we're going to (laughs) land where we land on this fair enough (laughs) so uh the basic premise is that uh tom hanks is a washed up salesman who is in saudi arabia uh with a team of folks uh, on behalf of the Raylan group, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Re- Rel, Relian. Relian? Rel- Relian group. Uh, yeah. I think. That sounds right.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're trying to sell hologram technology to the king of Saudi Arabia and it's not going well. They keep getting bounced off by their primary contact at this giant macropolis in the middle of the desert. Um, <laughs> There's a guy named Yusuf that drives Tom Hanks to and fro this macropolis who he gets to know over the series of the movie.
0: Hey, Luke, mm-hmm? are you saying necropolis?
1: Macropolis.
0: What the fuck is that?
1: It's, it's just a giant compound. I believe that's actually what it's called, isn't it? The King's Macropolis of, uh, of Trade and Commerce or something like that?
0: I'll be perfectly honest. I thought they said metropolis the whole time
1: oh maybe that is it and maybe macropolis I, isn't a word
0: i mean we could here you you keep with the plot i'm gonna find out if <laughs> macropolis is a word
1: now that i'm saying it out loud i don't think it is but we aren't here to uh, split hairs academically that's not who we are anyway um so yeah so tom hanks is trying to sell this technology the king is not showing up their team is in a tent outside of this administrative building. Um, There's a Danish woman who he kind of gets to know, and he goes to a party at the Danish consulate where they almost have sex but then don't because Tom is like, no, for reasons. Um, Yeah. He meets a doctor because he has a giant bump on his back, and he meets this doctor woman, and then they slowly Mm -hmm. fall in love over the course of the movie, and she performed surgery on him, which is a hell of a first date, if you ask me.
0: She, I'm um, wait, what?
1: She performed surgery on him.
0: Well, then was that their first date?
1: I mean, you could make the argument, I guess.
0: See, I thought their first date was when she showed up, uh, when he had a panic attack.
1: Oh, okay. So maybe that's their second date. So he has a panic attack and the woman doctor shows up at his hotel room, Uh, as does Yusuf, who's also very, very concerned um, Mm -hmm. because he calls both of them, Uh, which is understandable. You're in a foreign country. You don't know how to dial 911 or whatever. Um, Right. Yeah. Anyway, so she performs surgery on him at some point to remove the cyst off of his back because that's a running plot line. Uh, Tom Hanks is doing all of this because he needs to get his money situation right to send his, his daughter Kitty to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, falls in love with the doctor. They go on an actual date and then swim around half naked in the sea. They do have sex. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, he ends up staying in Saudi Arabia and working for the condo sales side of this metropolis out in the desert. Um, yeah, man, I, this movie's it's all over the place, but a lot of it is in Saudi Arabia. I can tell you that for for free.
0: Yeah, some might say uh, nearly all of it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I did some looking. Macropolis, not not a word. Yeah, damn not. it. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a St. Louis based startup as oh. near as I could tell. Um. Yeah, uh, let me just uh, cultivating an inspired culture to advance the sustainable development and growth of the Greater St. Louis metropoli- metropolitan region's local food system. So, ooh, and it's really it the way they have it capitalized. It's more mecropolis Interesting. So, um, so yeah, that's at STL Macropolis <laughs> on Twitter. They have not tweeted and. <laughs> Fucking six years. Mm. So, so I don't a, think it's going great for Macropolis. Getting a
1: getting a random plug on a Tom Hanks podcast is exactly what their business needs to turn yeah. around. It's um, really what they needed, based on the fact that one of the hosts is an idiot. Uh, yeah. Uh.
0: Oh. Oh my God. Oh no! Mm-hmm. So you thought you could talk about breakfast without me? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> were we talking about breakfast last week? You were.
1: Oh, oh. goddamn it, breakfast wizard
0: and you just thought you could speak about breakfast (laughs) and you'd get away from me, the breakfast wizard.
1: Oh, man. Well, welcome back, breakfast wizard. Sorry we didn't include you last week.
0: Uh, Yes, yes. Well, you know, sort of uh, better late than never, as as my uncle always says.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, hey, breakfast wizard, while you're here... We did have a bit of a discussion last week. I don't know. Did you, are you familiar with what we talked about? Uh, oh,
0: can... I'm intimately aware.
1: <laughs> so I guess then breakfast wizard, I'm really curious. What do you think is the most fuckable breakfast food?
0: <laughs> Clearly it's a sausage. Mm, okay.
1: Just plain. You just
0: slam-jam that into any hole you want, and you're in for a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah, any particular kind of sausage?
0: Oh, you know, my preference is sort of a kolache that's got a sausage sticking out at the end, because it gives you a good handle.
1: Mm, yeah, and that's that's for safety, too. You want to make sure you can retrieve.
0: Oh, yes, you know. see the... the the pastry wrapped around the sausage sort of acts as a flared base for anal play.
1: <laughs> this is why we have you on, Breakfast Wizard, for these pro tips.
0: Yes, you breakfast. should have had me on last week, you sneaky little bastards.
1: Yeah, well, hey, again, I'm sorry about that. Well, Breakfast Wizard, do you, do you have anything else that you wanted to say about breakfast uh, while, you, while we've got you? <laughs>
0: do i ever my favorite thing to do is to film suck in my belly fill it with milk and eat cereal out of it <laughs> everyone should give it a try tatty bye <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was the breakfast wizard everybody sorry we didn't include him last yeah. week uh it does seem like a bit of an oversight
0: um to tell you the truth, Luke, mm-hmm. uh, kind, kind of did that on purpose. He's, um, you've never seen the breakfast wizard because he only comes to, to my end of the studio for some reason. Yeah. Oh, it is. He's, uh, he's a real rough customer.
1: Mm. <clears throat> <I'd> be- I, <laughs> this is a whole new flavor to the breakfast wizard. So you're saying if you, if you saw him at a biker bar, you wouldn't be that surprised by, by his presence there.
0: Oh no! It's not. It's it's more body horror than it is anything else.
1: Oh, so if you saw him in Dark Souls, you wouldn't be all that surprised.
0: Yes, (laughs) yeah. Fruit Loops for eyes. Uh, a a croissant mouth. Mm. Uh, and then just the see. Every time he teleports in and out, he just leaves a pile of bear claws. uh, (laughs) And like. I I don't I don't love bear claws that much, and so it's it's a real problem, and I gotta clean it up. Yeah, I I'd say Luke, honestly, there's probably a hundred bear claws in this room now.
1: And I don't I don't think we have to say it, but Sam probably don't eat any of those bear claws.
0: Oh no, God, they're covered in blood. <laughs>
1: yeah, God. Okay, so the Breakfast Wizard is more of a dark arts kind of uh, blood works. Oh sort yeah. Of wizard <laughs> huh
0: <laughs> wait have you never learned that the breakfast magic is one of the most evil magics around
1: mm, i'd believe it i mean to 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 teleport using the the premise of bear claws as transportation fuel Ooh, that's that's some hinky stuff my friend
0: oh yeah you're tapping into some some real real dark energy mm-hmm. some some real hugo weaving uh uh ma- uh old greg cloud atlas energy
1: (laughs) i love that his name is old georgie you're always that close to it but yet it fails to stick in your brain
0: well you know i didn't understand anything he said throughout the film yeah so
1: all right well sam Um, we've we've diverged pretty heavily from the movie uh so at this point i don't know do you want to kick off the reviews here what did you think of uh, a hologram for the king
0: i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's that's why i'm thankful the breakfast wizard showed up because luke i i don't really understand the movie at all Mm. but i i think i liked it i just don't understand it yeah
1: hey i'm kind of in the same bucket i feel like i've had a pleasurable experience but it's not Mm -hmm. one that i know how to tell other people about and therefore don't quite fully grok myself and it's causing me a lot of consternation, if I'm honest. Yeah,
0: yeah. What what I will say is, um, we we definitely got the jowls that I've been looking for.
1: Hey, this is one jowly Tom Hanks. And if folks, if you're looking for that, I think a hologram for the king is when we we really start seeing the jowls on this
0: guy. I mean, shit. One of the first shots of the movie, um. Uh, well, okay, so the movie starts with that weird semi musical number.
1: Yeah, which do you know the song? It's a it's a Talking Heads song. They do the same as it ever was. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of liked it, Sam.
0: Yeah, I like. I'm not happy to admit that I liked it, but I but I did. Yeah, they kind of um, have
1: they have Tom Hanks walking around while the Talking Heads song plays, and there's like. Houses whipping by, and his wife poofs, um, and stuff like it's—it's it's a whirlwind of surrealist yeah. action uh, that starts the movie for like a good, just like three minutes, I, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then and then we cut to Tom Hanks asleep on a plane, and that's when we get the
1: jowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Whew.
0: Yeah, those are the gels that I want
1: yeah man it's a we're there you know what we talked there. we haven't talked about the Tom Hanks gradient in a while but the gradient from smooth baby face bachelor party Tom to this Tom, we're fucking there man we done did it oh
0: yeah we hit it and and here's the thing that actually bothered me is we get we get a couple shots or scenes uh, where it's like a flashback to young Tom with his like new baby or whatever and god damn it he doesn't look anything like young tom Mm-mm. no we've seen a hell of
1: a lot of young tom hanks i'd say probably more than most people alive and and this actor definitely
0: more is than is medically advisable
1: oh yeah for sure we've overdosed on the young tom and this man looks uh-huh. nothing like him yeah no
0: he's just a guy with curly hair mm-hmm. and that's that's it like you could do better
1: yeah he looks more like todd from community um which is a deep cut but (laughs)
0: yeah uh uh, other like i we have a lot of good characters in this movie Mm -hmm. um we've got a, a frankly pretty baffling plot
1: yeah i mean so a couple things This is based on a Dave Eggers book, so I don't know that we can fully lay the blame on Playtone here, but this is also a Playtone production, and Sam, as we've learned from Playtone, their major uh, claim to fame is movies with basically no stakes. Yeah. And stakes are never really established in this movie. Like, we know that he needs money to send his kid to college. Right. And he's got this thing on his back, Um, but... It never, it never really sort of blooms into full on stakes, stakes territory. So it's all, it just kind of meanders from one thing to the next.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's the pitch for the king Mm -hmm. and that's kind of, kind of some stakes. But then at the end of the movie, it's like, yeah, he went with a different company, but it's fine.
1: Yeah. And the pitch itself was like a montage where everything just went perfectly. So
0: yeah. And hey. What do you think of the pitch that we saw?
1: (laughs) You mean the hologram and then the guy on site and then the hologram dude like throwing things at him and then doing a jig and sort of putting on a vaudeville performance.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: To demonstrate their awesome, completely dope hologram technology. Uh, Sam, I don't know that it would have sold me.
0: (laughs) I can tell you right now fuck no it just it sucked yeah like basically what they were doing is like you can safely get into a violent argument with our hologram technology and it's like okay yeah i can do that on a phone too
1: yeah there's a low risk of projectiles being thrown at my face through a phone um yeah yeah it was it was whatever it definitely seemed anticlimactic after all of the hubbub that they went to to actually get this audience and to make it happen uh and then yeah like you said at the end of the movie they're like oh yeah the king went with uh this chinese company which is also a running theme in this movie is is sort of something about late stage capitalism industrialist tendencies and how that everything goes to china uh
0: yeah,
1: you know all products are kind of the same because they're all manufactured in the same Chinese factories. Uh, yeah, it never really does anything with that. It just sort of hangs out in the background like a stalker. That concept. Yep.
0: Yeah. It it <laughs> it was like you all you almost made a point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: and then you decided against it.
1: Sure. It was point adjacent. Um, but Sam, there are some amazing scenes in this movie uh so sure i want to talk about some of the things that you liked what did you like about this movie what are some of the scenes that stick out to you
0: well um i think it's not necessarily a scene but i think my my favorite kind of running bit is um tom's dense dumper <laughs> uh, dense
1: dumper is that what you said
0: yeah, his, his giant, dense ass uh, mm. keeps breaking every chair that he sits in. <laughs>
1: yeah, every chair. We're not kidding. Every time this man sits down in Saudi Arabia, uh, the chair explodes <laughs> beneath the weight of his dense dumper.
0: Yeah, e- even a bench cannot hold up to just the, <laughs> the truly gargantuan mass of America's Dad's... Yeah,
1: it's a pretty good gag. It did get me every time. Every time it happened, I did laugh quite heartily.
0: Yeah, I, I just love that apparently whoever made this movie was like, I'm going to stake a claim to proving to the world that Tom Hanks has one very powerful caboose. <laughs>
1: yeah, a bench-breaking caboose, if you will. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, um, so that was a pretty good bit.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, another sort of small thing is, um, did we see Tom's dick?
1: Wait, whoa, what? Did we?
0: So there is a scene in the movie where he dumps sand out of his shoe, and then he gets in the shower, and it's a top-down shot, and Luke, I paused it, and I genuinely, genuinely could not tell... If I saw that meaty Tom Hanks cock that I've been hungering for, for now 46 episodes.
1: Yeah, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I think we see belly is what we're looking at. Yeah. but Yeah. Because I just can't imagine that they just flopped out the eighth wonder of the world <laughs> like that, Sam.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would need more fanfare. Yeah. It, at the very least, you'd have a marching band.
1: Yeah, although I did notice something about this movie, Sam, and it's that uh, we careened very close to a Tom Hanks sex scene in the middle of this movie when he's hanging out with a Danish consulate woman. But then, mm-hmm. Sam, later in the movie, we do land the plane. We do get a fucking Tom Hanks sex scene. Tom For the first Fox. time ever. Tom fucks! Tom dude,
0: fucks!
1: <laughs> How did it... How did this hit you, this experience of watching him and this doctor woman uh, just go to town on each other?
0: Not good. (laughs) I think there's
1: a reason we haven't seen uh, some intimacy-coordinated action between Tom Hanks and other people up to this point.
0: I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Luke, it was it made me want to just pack up my penis for the rest of time
1: (laughs) which is absolutely the opposite of the intended effect um yeah it was pretty rough as we've mentioned before tom hanks is maybe not the greatest smoocher um Mm -hmm. and in a sex scene he does come across as i wouldn't say wooden but definitely stiff (laughs) For sure.
0: Not not in the places he should be. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, like, neither one of them is making the face that you want to see (laughs) during sex.
1: Yeah. They're both like they're ordering a sandwich. They're just kind of like, yeah, this is good.
0: Like, they're ordering a sandwich that they're excited about, but also maybe a little uncomfortable ordering.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like...
0: (gasps) Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get the I'm 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 gonna get the double decker meatball sandwich, please. Hey, oh.
1: get out of my fucking brain, because I was gonna say they've ordered the meatball sub and they're very unsure about the quality of the God, meatball sub.
0: God damn it!
1: <laughs> might be soggy. It might be fine. Maybe there's not enough meatballs. Like you just don't know with the meatball yeah. sub.
0: But it sounds good.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On paper. On paper, everything about this sex scene is great. I was into their romance. I mm-hmm. thought they had a great yeah. date, and the lead-up to it was phenomenal. They have a nice little interchange before it where they're like, it's been a long time, and they're both divorced. Uh, like, everything, you know what, all the fireworks were there, <laughs> and then it's like they all exploded <laughs> on the ground in a single <laughs> <Yeah>. burst. <laughs>
0: They just, oh, it just didn't get what it needed to. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I who, who did it? Who was, I, Luke? Do you think it was another situation where they needed Steven Spielberg to come and be like, Tom? No, you can't pretend to fuck like that. Mm. It's, it's so bad. Yeah,
1: famed sex scene expert Steven Spielberg. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. Although, as, as we've mentioned, we think Steven Spielberg and Rita Wilson are the only people that are able to actually dominate Tom, one in a cinematography sort of sense, uh, the other in a more physical sense. Right. Um, but yeah, I think Steven needed to be on set to kind of give him some feedback that other people were maybe a little too hesitant to share with our, our uh, national treasure, Tom Hanks.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, uh, what, what did you like? did you have like a favorite scene or yeah
1: so i have i have a a a bad scene not one that i liked but one that did stick out and then i have a genuinely good scene that i did Uh like uh so the the good scene to get it out of the way is there he's going with yusuf who is his driver and kind of becomes his friend um he's going with yusuf up into the mountains uh, of saudi arabia to hang out with his family and they accidentally drive through mecca and apparently i didn't yes. know this you can't go through mecca if you're not muslim right um so we talked about stakes this is like the only time in the movie where i was like a little bit on the edge of my seat um, mm-hmm. yeah because they, they're, they're smuggling tom through the holy city um and they have to like wrap him um, wrap him up and try to make him look convincing and there's cops around and you're like I don't know man hopefully they don't catch Tom um, and also there's just yes. some cool cultural stuff to that cause like he's Yusuf tells him like hey maybe don't look at stuff it's like, yes. this, yeah, cause like this is for Cause Muslims. he's
0: looking at, at, the, at the mosque itself mm-hmm. and he's like oh it's it's really gorgeous and then Yusuf is like yeah maybe don't actually look at it though and then Tom is like oh right I'm so sorry yeah I'm sorry
1: it was just a nice little there there are a couple moments in this movie where we get some really genuinely cool cultural interplay mm-hmm. uh, that I appreciated. so anyway I liked that the worst scene in this movie Sam is when when Tom Hanks wakes up after poking the thing on his back with the steak knife and then bleeding all over his own bed and he's hung over and he wakes up and he vomits on his own bed
0: yep yeah that was it was challenging
1: yep yep watching tom hanks i think this is the first time we've ever seen tom hanks just spew like that
0: i think so and how would you rate it
1: oh i'd rate it 10 out of 10 on the spew factor uh oh yeah it was it was a lot of amesis my friend
0: oh yeah and (laughs) an excellent amesis
1: yeah 10 out of 10 at the amesis olympics um (laughs) yeah solid gold performance but he just pukes and I, Sam I just couldn't help but thinking about the fucking hotel staff
0: uh yeah, yeah cause you know he left to go do whatever it is that he does mm-hmm. and uh and the maid came into that room and went fuck someone, <laughs> someone died in this room
1: yeah there's blood all over the sheets there's puke now involved
0: a lot of blood yeah A lot of
1: blood. like <laughs> like several gills worth of blood um <laughs> all over the fucking place it's nasty and then i love that later he later that day he does come back and his hotel room looks fine so you know what yeah power to the hyatt jetta team that just mm-hmm. put on the the rubber gloves and then got through it um god
0: and and didn't call the police, which is mm-hmm. what I would have done.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Because you don't know what crime's been committed here, but some crime has been committed and needs to be prosecuted.
0: Oh yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Um. You know what? Outside of that, I genuinely liked the romance between the doctor and Tom. I did.
0: Yes. Think
1: it was a little forced. Um, uh huh. But it was pretty good. what What do you think of their whole situation?
0: It was it was very sudden, um, and like fairly underdeveloped. Yeah, because it was basically like I he went to see her for the thing on his back, and she was nice to him and mm-hmm. professional. And then she gave him her card, and then he called her when he had the panic attack, and she showed up, and then he put his hand on hers. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, this is a thing now. We we had nothing in between those moments... Yeah. ...to explain why he would be, like, attracted to her. Yep. Uh, or, or or be interested in her romantically until he put his hand on hers, and then kind of nothing happens. And then uh, they exchange a lot of emails.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, which... You know, going back to You've Got Mail, we see this this classic uh, way that Tom woos people, which is clickety-clacking on a chunky-ass keyboard, Mm -hmm. sending some emails, and it does work for him, it seems. This is this man's preferred mode of communication, and he's fucking great at it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty pretty fucking charming in an email.
1: Mm -hmm. Mr. Nasty knows how to write an email.
0: Oh, he does. Far better than he knows how to fuck a woman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we, really quick, we glossed over this, but at the Danish consulate, he goes to this giant-ass party where people are doing drugs, there's lots of drinking, Mm -hmm. there's, like, a naked pool orgy. Um, Yes. So, one, fucking Danes, man, right?
0: Hey, they get down.
1: They get down. Uh, So if you're ever in a foreign city and looking for a party, maybe hit up the Danish consulate. Yes. Um, Tell them you are... uh, you are Kierkegaard,
0: Kierkegaard from <laughs> Copenhagen
1: yeah which is his cover to get into the Danish consulate and I guess whoever was running the buzzer that night was was like whatever um,
0: you know all I could think during that scene mm-hmm. was boy oh boy it would be easy to, to assassinate the, the Danish ambassador because <laughs> he blows through a metal detector that is going off mm-hmm. and no one bats an eye
1: yeah a hundred percent and again his cover was i'm sworn kierkegaard from copenhagen
0: and they said come on in sounds good cocaine's great
1: (laughs) And the water's warm (laughs) um yeah it's a good point but anyway uh he's at this party and then he ends up in the coat closet with this uh hannah i think her name is hannah yes um, this Danish consulate woman that works in Saudi Arabia and, uh, they're, they're getting frisky. And Sam, Tom just says no to her.
0: He does. Uh, specifically like she notices that he's still just limp as a dead fish mm-hmm. and, uh, and she's like, well, I can, I can try something a little different. And she starts kind of working her way South and then he goes, no. Yeah.
1: Just really. Really. Placidly, just like, nah, nah, which is, I mean, what is he doing? How, where did he think this was going?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of confused because she did rip his shirt open and Mm -hmm. he was like, Okay, okay, I'm following, I'm following, (laughs) and then she was like, Now I'm gonna do things to your mighty pecker, and he goes, Ooh, nope,
1: yeah, just not feeling it, which is fair. Hey, you always have the right to say no, that's not in question here. It's just the way he does it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like he was almost surprised that anything was going to happen to his downstairs monster. Yes.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. The total surprise. It's like it caught him way off guard that that's where things were heading.
0: Yeah, which, again, Tom, read the fucking room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The coat closet, specifically, where you're on the floor with this woman you've been pretty flirty with.
0: Yeah, I mean, people in the consulate are doing cocaine, which I don't know if you clocked this, Luke, but it's people who are like leaned over, you know, like the the quintessential mirror, and they have you know whatever to snort it up, but they're not moving at all. Yes, I was about to say this. (laughs) I clocked the same
1: thing. It's like the director said, "Hey extras, just stay down there. We need to we need to show that you're doing cocaine." but we can't have you moving away from the mirror because then it looks like you're not doing cocaine. So just stay the fuck down there.
0: Well, and there was no powder. <laughs> There's no po- I, I think they didn't have it, like, they didn't plan ahead. Yeah. And so they were like, well, just pretend you're doing cocaine, but don't don't move. Yeah. So it looks like you just finished the line. Yes. Uh, because we don't have any fake cocaine here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and don't lift your head up because everyone will know you haven't done anything. Uh, but you'll just be in there for a split second. And they were
1: wrong. <laughs> it's like a solid 10 seconds of these extras yeah. just down, nostril to mirror, doing, uh-huh. doing nothing.
0: <laughs> Stationary, <laughs> like a fucking statue.
1: Yes, not moving at all. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm glad you clocked this too. Holy oh, shit, it cracked I me do. up.
0: So um I'm curious did anyone in your house have anything to say about the movie?
1: No, cuz nobody else really watched it and ev- again every time anybody asked either my wife uh, or my roommate anytime somebody asked, "Hey, how is it?" I've utterly failed to describe it in any way. Other than yeah. at one point I did say he's in Saudi Arabia trying to sell a hologram to a king which is the title of the movie and uh it's pretty surreal and that's about it that's about all i could get out
0: yeah see kenna came in right around the surgery scene Mm. and then a few minutes later just said did he have butt cancer or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) we wish kenna we wish
0: well well, and and i was like what well, n- no, he had a precancerous lipoma, but Kenna, why'd you think it was his butt? And she was like, because they were like all over his butt. And I was like, no, they, they <laughs> specifically were not. They were working around his upper back.
1: Yeah. You know what? These, these areas, though, they're pretty close uh, in surgery yeah. terms. When you're, when you're in the operating room and you're trying to operate <laughs> on the upper back, it's real hard not to just drift south down to the, that meaty dumper.
0: Yeah, especially Tom's mm-hmm. dense stumper.
1: Maybe it was a medical curiosity thing and they were like, "Man, I've seen this butt break several chairs. <laughs> I need to figure out what the hell is going on down here."
0: It's it's like fissionable material down there. Mm-hmm. It's so so inhumanly dense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sam, do you have any other sort of uh, thoughts about this movie? Anything else hitting you?
0: Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, all, all I could say at the like, I, I barely took any notes because I didn't really know what was happening, and none of it made a whole lot of sense, but I did vaguely enjoy it.
1: Mm, nice, man. I think that's a great review of it, uh, of the experience of watching this movie. Sam, I do have a question for you. Uh-huh. Did you laugh at all? Because this is a comedy drama, so there's comedy right in the label
0: uh so i never a full laugh but Mm. i did half-heartedly chuckle a couple times okay
1: all right hey that's something
0: did did you laugh
1: i think i laughed at the chair bits because that was super funny especially (laughs) especially when he breaks the bench that one was amazing
0: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) so good
1: um but Uh, but outside of that no and in fact i'd say kind of the opposite reaction because i did have to clutch my stomach a little bit when he vomited on his own bed so yeah
0: you mean you don't you don't like to watch america's dad just (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) onto his bed
1: for a solid like two seconds it was a hefty load um and
0: and looked chunky
1: yeah it looked unwell if I yeah. had to describe it, definitely not a a good state of being for Tom Hanks. No,
0: and who'd have thunk that a guy who stabbed a lump on his back would have an unwell vomit?
1: Yeah, who'd have thunk it? So no, Sam, not really. I would say I didn't have too many laughs. Um, yeah, up in this one.
0: That's that's fair. Yeah. Uh. Well, in that case, Luke. Um. I just sold um some hologram technology to the saudi arabian king Mm, hey Uh,
1: Mazeltov!
0: thank you thank you uh and i really need to take uh (laughs) it's a lot of money and i need to take (laughs) it over to the hanks bank Uh, could you join me
1: yeah let's go on over
0: let's go Luke, I need you to go to Saudi Arabia and get in close proximity with the Saudi Arabian King to pitch him some new technology, but mostly just to infiltrate the government. It's time to come <laughs> with me to the conspiracy corner. All right,
1: so excited to be in the conspiracy corner this week. I feel like we've got a lot of good stuff teed up potentially for this one.
0: Ooh, oh, we've got we've got something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, first of all, we have uh, Tom Hanks, uh, or Alan Clay as he's known in this one. Yeah, pseudonym. Um, Yes, and uh, and he's in Saudi Arabia, and uh, and we get just a a glimmer of why he's actually there, which of course is when he tells uh, Yusuf's cousin, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, that he is a CIA freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, As a
1: joke, which hey, this was a good scene that did make me laugh because uh, it's like when you joke with the TSA and they ask like, "What's in your bag?" You should never ever say, "Oh, it's just some bombs and stuff."
0: Exactly. Yeah. Except Tom wasn't joking because when Yusuf tells Tom that he has to now prove that Tom isn't a CIA freelancer, Tom really fucking struggles. (laughs) He really struggles and then comes up with the limpest fucking excuse, which is, well, if I was really in the CIA, I wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. Which is exactly what the CIA would say.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean- he basically, it's it's like that thing in movies, uh, you know, when someone asks like, "What's in the bag?" and you just tell him straight out, "Oh, it's half a million dollars in cash," and then the other person mm-hmm. laughs real hard because they don't believe you. I think that's what he was going for, right? When the guy was like, oh, "Are you with the CIA?"
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, just just told him straight out.
0: Just one thousand percent. Um, and and so so we do have proof that. Tom Hanks is a, is a spy who both Ooh. works for the Mossad and, and uh, the CIA, just with that one. But, Luke, we have some connections mm. to some of Tom's other uh, sort of identities. Okay. So, so first, he does uh, talk with Yusuf about uh, fighting in, in various wars. And Yusuf asks Tom, uh, would you have fought in World War II? And he says, yes but I would not have fought in the Pacific. And that is because Tom Hanks didn't fight in the mm-hmm. Pacific and he did fight in world war two mm-hmm. in saving private Ryan. But even more, even more Luke, we have Tom right before he has sex with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, Hey, I like basically, I'm sorry. It has been a while for me. And Tom says, it's been a while for me too and she says how long and he says I don't even know and Luke that's because this is the first time Tom Hanks has ever had sex with a human woman because this Tom Hanks like every Tom Hanks like every Tom Hanks character is a scaly
1: <laughs> it makes perfect sense and it also explains why earlier earlier in the movie he turns down the Danish woman because of course he did precisely
0: that's what he always because- does he couldn't get erect.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the only reason he was erect this oh time. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God, is Because Sam.
0: he had been in the ocean and had been <laughs> checking out fish, getting all horned up, getting rock fucking hard. And then this woman is like, let's pound down. And he's, and he's just picturing fish, picturing fish, picturing fish.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And, and that's why neither one of them seemed to have a good time.
1: Damn, Sam, that makes so much sense. So their first date is basically them at a beach house swimming around in the ocean, and she's she's flopping around like a fish, too, you know? Mm-hmm. God, this makes oh, so yeah. much sense. This makes a distressing and, amount of sense.
0: And we get some echoes of of our very first Tom Hanks. Mm, okay. Uh, back, all the way back in Splash. Uh, Holy shit. Let me shit. just check my notes here. Uh, we've got... Alan Bauer Mm -hmm. because we have this doctor who's swimming around with no top on. Yeah. But but something covering her downstairs much like the mermaid Mm. that Tom loved to fuck because of her scales. And so I think that's part of it. Sure. Is that he could just remember her being like in the water, sort of like a mermaid. And, and see, I think the only reason they had sex is that they're swimming around, having a good time, and then they get out of the water, and she sees him at full mass, <laughs> uh, thinking that he's he is fucking turgid for her. And it's actually, no, it's all the fish that he saw. But then he's like, no, remember, she was kind of like a mermaid. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And he did, and they were not happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. This makes so much sense. I think you've really cracked this wide open.
0: Oh, and Luke, I've got one more detail.
1: Ooh, well, I'm horny for that one, so hit me with it.
0: So when Tom's powerful, gigantic ass breaks (laughs) the first chair, yeah. he says, they can only kill me with a golden bullet.
1: Yes, I wondered about this, Sam. I wondered about it.
0: And he ain't lying. I think the only way to kill Tom Hanks, Angel of God, Knight Templar, spy for Mossad and the CIA, is with a golden bullet.
1: (laughs) Which makes so much sense because he tries to explain it to his crew. They're like, What? And he's like, You know, like, you can only kill me with a golden. You know what? Never mind. And yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's a cry for help. Mm. I think Tom has been alive for you know millennia as we've established and i i think maybe thomas ready to go
1: Mm, okay i mean he is getting up there in years given the timeline that we've established for him especially from cloud atlas i mean this guy's been alive for centuries
0: Exactly, and I th- I think he's saying I maybe now is the time to bow out. Maybe this is it. And he's kind of fallen on hard times, as we've seen mm-hmm. uh, in this film, and so maybe he's thinking, I don't know anymore. I, you know, I I think this is this is when I should bow out. However, I think his trip to Mecca, as someone who is very close with God. Mm-hmm. was was really restorative for him because we mm. we see a real turnaround from that point where we see a Tom full of hope f- uh full of piss and vinegar for fish yeah. uh, that he that he does you know kind of help out with uh the doctor but but uh I I think I think we see a real change with Tom from a down on his luck ready ready to pack it in to a guy who's Got a relationship with a woman who he can imagine as a as a mermaid, <laughs> uh, just the way he likes. Yeah. So, i i think uh, I think we've still got some time with Tom.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm glad that uh, Tom, you know, found the restorative tonic he was looking for. I think all this makes a perfect sense. And uh, as always, Sam, appreciate the the deeper look at these flicks. Uh, you always have something in this week's. Mm, so good.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, you know I'm I'm happy to spread my gift uh, mm-hmm. for sussing out the true true life of Tom Hanks uh, with with the public.
1: Yeah, finding the true true,
0: if you will. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, finding the true true. God fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, well, I mean that that's all I've got for you this week all right Uh, with with that um yeah so uh luke you think it's you think it's time to look forward to next week
1: i think it is indeed very much time to look forward to next week and sam i hope the next movie makes a little bit more sense than this one uh
0: i think it will because next week is 2016's sully
1: oh shit yeah Okay, Yeah. well this one's tough because you and I both know what Sully is about. Have you seen Sully?
0: I have not, have you?
1: I have not seen Sully.
0: So, should we guess what we think it could be about since we pretty much know what it is about?
1: Yeah, or maybe what we think it should have been instead.
0: Ooh, okay, yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, I can kick us off here. Please. Um, I think Sully is solely is the verb, as in to sully a reputation. Uh, okay. And that this is actually a Tudor-era drama, so a real period piece starring Tom Hanks possibly as Henry VIII., You know what? Fuck it. I think it's Henry VIII. And maybe this is uh, on wife number four. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) And I think this is all about sullied reputations and then leaving the Mm -hmm. Roman Catholic Church to found the Church of England uh, and sort of that struggle. And I think it's going to get real neck deep in some drama. Tom is going to have to do an accent the entire movie. And it is not going to go well. I, it's Ugh, a bizarre piece of yeah. casting. I don't know why they would have done it. Um, it's just going to be Cockney Tom the whole time.
0: Right, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah It's yeah.
1: me, King Henry VIII. Yeah, um,
0: little toad in a hole.
1: <laughs> blimey. Um, oh, blimey. Yeah, so I think that's what we're going to see is a real court period uh, or court court drama uh, from Tom Hanks. I think that's what we're going to get.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh I you know, if not for the accent work, I'd be excited to watch that one.
1: Mhm. Yeah, you and everybody else, my friend.
0: Yeah. Um so I think Sully is uh, a political comedy.
1: Ooh. Where, okay, kind of like a burn after a reading sort of thing?
0: Um not quite. Not quite. I like I don't think it's as dark. I think this mm. is just kind of pure comedy. Okay. And it's uh, Tom Hanks plays um, Reginald Sally, uh, who is running for president, but due to a typo or someone misreading something, he's listed on every ballot as Reginald Sully.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. And so
0: he has to fake. That his last name is actually Sully, mm. but not instead of the reality, which is Sally. And uh, and he runs for president, and I do think he wins, but then there is a huge scandal mm. uh, that, uh, that you know, everyone's like, wait, wait, wait. Is his name Sally or Sully? Yeah. I mean, the, where's the birth certificate? And I think it skewers uh, the very racist birtherism.
1: Mm, uh, that, okay.
0: that Barack Obama saw.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and it it definitely is good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Full stop. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing that one. Uh, I think that could be just a hell of a movie. And no accent work, which is phenomenal as far as, you know, from oh, where I'm sitting.
0: No, he did... He <laughs> He does not accent. Oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a full-on Boston accent.
1: Oh, shit. We've seen him try that one, and uh, it doesn't go well. It so. does not. Mm. But he
0: tries it. He trots it out once again.
1: Yeah. God damn it.
0: <sighs> well, it might be one of them. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be. Nope. Uh, but in any case, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Um, just at the top here... I'm gonna say, uh, for two weeks now, I have forgotten to thank Ryan Boyd for our kick-ass fucking intro music, oh, and Ryan, shit. I am so goddamn sorry, uh, I, I'm an idiot, certifiably so, uh, the, the music you made for us, fucking fantastic, please find Ryan Boyd on Twitter at Ryan Droid. that's, uh, D-R-O-Y-D, uh, they they made some really kick ass music. hmm uh, otherwise you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast, on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy, on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod, and you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Please do not sign us up for spam. Uh, <laughs> but but please do let us know about your thoughts about Tom Hanks uh, and the various conspiracies that he is involved with. Yeah. And if you saw Polar Express with Luke, you're still trying to solve that <laughs> fucking mystery. Um, uh, but but yeah, uh, Luke. Uh, oh, and uh, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and share us with a friend. Really helps us out. Luke, do you have a final quote?
1: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I oh, did. Oh. I oh, did have one. Do you, you need, one. need
0: to buy you some time?
1: Yeah, buy me some time.
0: Okay, well, folks, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> advocate for positive policies uh, in your your uh, state, your city, uh, your county, your uh, uh, country. Um, you know, to so support progressive policies, uh, give your give your representatives a call and let them know what you want them to do. Um, uh, uh, Tom Tom Hanks has a big big meaty pecker and uh he he whips it out on occasion but not for us uh (laughs) luke please god tell me you're getting this fucking quote
1: yeah uh yeah Uh, it's not a good one it's just it's like lawrence of arabia cue silence
0: (laughs) god damn it you made me buy time for that
1: yeah this is a confusing movie i'm sorry there weren't a lot of good quotes in this one (laughs)
0: shit (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this absolute fucking mess of an episode. We'll be back next week with 2016's Sully. Dance dumper. <laughs> People and mm-hmm. then task them with making it to the bathroom. And he says, no, 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 it's not the same. It's not the same. They knew they were going to get diarrhea. They knew where the bathroom was. They knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. I was at this party and I was stricken. Suddenly and without any warning that I was going to shit everywhere. Yeah. And I I had to do a, a quick analysis. I was losing altitude. I was losing <laughs> sphincter strength. And I, I, there was one way that I could land this ship. And it was by shitting directly into the punch bowl
1: yeah i love the resolution to this movie too like we see in the film with uh you know the the test pilots in france that are attempting to do this safely these people that have been given these 15 taco (laughs) bell specials are going to end up shitting in other places that are way more horrifying and we're going to get the the real gratification of knowing in fact sully did make the right choice by shitting Mm -hmm. into the punch bowl at this party
0: where do they shit Luke?
1: See, I think one of them makes it into the foyer of the house, right? It's like aiming for the bad place to shit. (laughs) Yeah. And just loses control right there in the foyer. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the other, I think the other tries to hop a fence to get into the neighbors. Uh, and now we've gained some altitude. We've gained a precipice from which this is going to go horribly wrong. Uh,
0: Ooh, you hate to see it.
1: Yeah, and so I think after witnessing both of those, of course the rest of the party is going to be like, "Yeah, in fact, Sully, you 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 really owned this one. You yeah. were, you're a fucking pro.
0: <laughs> you're an American hero. Mm-hmm. You, you shit in the punch bowl. You only ruined the punch.
1: Yeah, and you saved yourself and everybody else. Uh, and it
0: didn't require any scuba cops. It was great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just." required disposing of one now very rancid punch bowl uh yes (laughs) easy easy peasy ain't no problem with that
0: see i think that's a much more relatable film
1: Mm, yeah we've all been there too we've all had 15 uh chicken chalupas i believe you said
0: naked chicken chalupas naked. it's the one where the where the uh the like uh tortilla is fried chicken
1: yeah yeah so we've all had 15 naked chicken chalupas and then been stricken stricken with a little bit of uh uh you know intestinal lack of fortitude at a party mm-hmm.
0: yeah who hasn't been there mhm who among us has never been 15 naked chicken chalupas deep and been stricken with violent diarrhea.
1: Yeah, in fact, nobody who's eaten 15 naked chicken chalupas. <laughs> that is 100% everybody.
0: Yeah, strangely, and this is what Taco Bell won't tell you, is that no one who has had 15 naked chicken chalupas has ever had a solid shit ever again.
1: Yeah, that's what they're not telling you, and that's the real heart of this movie. Is It's about an <laughs> it's American hero, way. but it's also about a, a, a real warning to the public here.
0: Yeah, the the corporate wrongdoing of Taco Bell.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the messages for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I I think that's a better film.
1: I think we fixed it. I think we're we we're did. headed to the Oscars with this one.
0: Got it and won. Hmm. Well, Luke, fortunately, I think it's time to leave behind Sully. Uh, and let's talk about next week. Nice. Uh, because Luke, next week. Next week, we're watching 2016's Inferno.
1: Oh, shit. Back to the Da Vinci Code universe.
0: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Oh, damn.
0: So, so I'm very curious, Luke. uh, You haven't seen Inferno, correct?
1: I have not.
0: And I didn't know it existed until (laughs) we started looking at Tom's IMDb. Sure. So... What do you think Inferno is?
1: Oh, this one's going to be good. Okay, so in the last movie, we saw a bunch of stuff, but most notably, we saw a sort of Pope fly a helicopter and then mm-hmm. explode a nuclear device or a, a some kind of antimatter device in the fucking sky over the Vatican. So, Sam, I think there's only one direction to go from here, and it is up. So I think the oh. next movie is going to be the Pope with a bunch of AK-47s exacting Ooh, yeah. revenge upon... Some Illuminati with Tom at the fuck, wheel, yeah, just wreaking havoc. Uh,
0: Hell yes!
1: Between these two feuding religious groups, I, it's gonna get Rambo up in here, and I think oh, the Pope fuck. is gonna be at the center of it.
0: I love this. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this. It's a real change of pace for the for the franchise, and I think it needs it.
1: Yeah, I think we need to spice it up a little bit, and uh, that's exactly how they're gonna do it. It's just a lot of intense action. A lot of action scenes. We're going to say, fuck the puzzles. Fuck all the clues. Ain't ain't no more of that.
0: It's all way too stodgy. Mm -hmm. It's time to inject some fucking action juice into this film.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to put this thing on steroids, ship it out. It's going to be lots of explosions. uh, A whole lot of firefights. That's what I'm anticipating. Uh, And I'm going to be pretty disappointed if it isn't that, if I'm honest.
0: I... That's excellent. Mm-hmm. I hope to fuck. That's what we're getting. Yeah. But Luke, I think mm-hmm. you say you say the only way to go is up, and Luke, I think the only way to go is down. uh Oh. Because I think Inferno is Tom Hanks teaming up with Jesus to fight Satan.
1: Oh. I think shit. they dive
0: right into hell. Just a full on heavenly invasion of hell. And I think it's Jesus and Tom at the head of of God's army just charging into hell, beating the piss out of demons, mm. fucking up little little monsters and Hitler and Stalin <laughs> and Clint Eastwood. And yeah. uh and then it's it ends up being a two on one knife fight between oh, Satan, Jesus and Tom. It is it is gruesome. Oh it's man! Fucking gritty. It's so fucking hardcore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, this sounds good. I am so into this. This diving into Hades Inferno. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Oh, Yours yeah. matches the title a little bit more. Um, I'm a now little, really yeah. psyched for this.
0: I I do think it follows loosely Dante's Inferno by kind of every level of hell. You know, they they do the gluttony, they do the lust, they do the other ones. Yeah. And then they get all the way down to the bottom and there's Satan holding 16 knives. That's right. Satan has 16 (laughs) arms and it's hit. It's and he goes, come, come get it. And and there's Tom and Jesus and God, they just fight it out and Luke, It's oh, it's fucking righteous.
1: It's gonna be awesome. Yeah,
0: fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's that's inferno.
1: Nice. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, that's for next week. Uh until then, uh, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh Hanksy Panksy Podcast.